Welcome back. You miss me? I know you did. I hope you guys had a great Thanksgiving and happy, happy holidays. Um, I got a good one for you today. My boy from the Off The Ball Network, the man upstairs, the big guy himself, Chris LeBron is gonna join me, talk about some basketball, um, the Knicks, um, people that are falling out of the sky as far as playoff goes, interesting teams. This is a crazy year um, and um, his draft board, his, he has a, a, a beautiful articles. Go check that out, offtheballnetwork.com. A ton of dope articles, a bunch of great content. Um, I, I'm going to talk to him about an article that he had uh, grading all the acquisitions and moves in this offseason. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's great reads, great stuff. You can listen to his podcast on all the major platforms, obviously. And um, yeah, he's just going to kick it with me and give me his opinion because this is JMO. So don't touch that dial. Don't go nowhere. We'll be right back. This is JMO. Welcome back. This is your boy Aaron. You're listening to JMO. I got my boy Chris LeBron in here from the Off the Ball Network. CEO, big man, right here. How you doing, bro? I'm good, bro. Uh, happy to be on again, man. Appreciate it. Of course, of course. I um, first of all, I have you on mostly to talk about draft stuff and um, well, just NBA stuff in general. But like, I watched um, the, the live uh, mock draft you had. I think it was the night before the actual draft. That was crazy. A bunch of craziness. Um, it was way off of your actual like big board because you got you were a little like they, they were because obviously you had a bunch of people making picks. You know what I mean? It just wasn't solely your picking, but it was a dope show. Nonetheless, in, in my opinion, um, I, 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 I took a lot of notes from that and um, I thought it was pretty dope. But um, so let's jump right into it. So when I looked at your your your, your last draft board um, and everything, the first thing like I wanted to know is like, how did you come up with your draft board? Like, what was the draft science? Was it need or was it prospect? Like, give me a little bit of insight on how you drew out your draft board. Um, I, I it kind of just you know just the collection, just getting as much information as possible on these guys from all the people I've had on my shows and, and be able to interact and, and network with you know throughout this whole year. Pretty much since COVID started, you know, yeah. just getting as much information as possible, watching as as many uh, games as possible, and just you know, collecting data and all that, and just just kind of, and just also the eye test, uh, which guys are that yeah. you know, I just watch and it's like, all right, I think that dude's gonna be a hooper. I think he's gonna be a really good player. So just watching gotcha. that. And just getting the feel off that. That's kind of how I base my big board off of just guys I liked and who I thought was going to be all-stars, who, who are all-star type players. And that's kind of, you know, a combination of, of the, you know, getting a whole bunch of information and then that, that kind of broke down how I, you know, you know, how I did my big board uh, pretty much. Just, you know, at the end of the day, so, it, it's just getting all the information and then just coming down and then seeing who, who, who you think is just the best hoopers. And, and that's kind of what I, uh, 
that's kind of how I came about the big boy. No, I got you. I understand that part. So tell me what, like when, when you say that, do you think Killian Hayes was the best prospect or like, cause what made, cause on your big board, he was, he was going like what, number one or something like that. Yeah. He's my number yeah, one. He's going number one. So what, what, what do you think in your opinion? Um, cause this is JMO obviously, What yeah. in your opinion, what made you think or what, 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 what made him slip to number seven for the Pistons or what made him number one on your board? Um, when I watched his game, I just, it, it stood out to me the most. And it, okay. it kind of started from the jump from, you know, when I started watching his stuff in February, you know, January, February, when I started hearing about him and, and watching more of his stuff as, as much as, you know, once I started getting more, started diving in more to the to draft and all that, he kind of stood out to me as one of, one of the first guys that really stood out, him and him and Ovi Toppin. We're, we're the first two guys were oh like, all right. Those, Obi those, was a big pickup for y'all. Yeah, those two guys were like, they stood out to me. So, yeah, but so Killian, you would say that those two guys were most most NBA ready. Yeah, I, I okay. think I think for sure, especially Toppin. Toppin's game is, is especially Toppin offense. For sure. His offense is NBA ready. And Killian, I, I just I think he, I think all his his weaknesses. Can all be uh, corrected, you know, with with good coaching and uh, you know, I, Detroit. It may not be the best option for him, you know. I don't know, mm-hmm. you know. I know Detroit's going through. But a lot were of you things. shocked to see him even slip that low? No, I, I I was I knew he would go into that four to four to eight range. I knew he wouldn't go past the Knicks. Okay. So I knew it was going to come down to uh, in between Chicago and the Knicks, but I thought he was going to Chicago for sure. Um, I thought it was Chicago, but obviously Chicago took Patrick Williams. So that kind of changed the whole, you know. That's funny. I was just just about to get into that too. So I know, like you said, it isn't a perfect science or nothing like that. It was just more or less like you drawing in all the stats and, and obviously the eye test and everything. So like you had Patrick Williams going in the low twenties. He actually got picked in the top five. Yeah. Like was that a shock to you? Top or four, yeah. <laughs> yeah, top four, top four, top four. So was that a shock to you? Did you did you like did you think he was picked a little bit too soon? Because it's not like he was like t- top ten on your board and he came, he went yeah, like yeah. five. He was in the twenties, like low twenties, but still nonetheless the twenties. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't see that coming. You know, uh, obviously, as the days got closer to the draft, you, you started hearing more his name pop up more that he was going to go top ten really? for sure. So um, that 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 wasn't shocking that he was possibly going to go top ten. The talent is definitely top ten, top five worthy. He's he's a top. You know, he's definitely one of those talented players. But I just I still think he's super raw and take a guy that high to me that's so raw that still has a lot to work on yeah to me i i i, I didn't see it I, like i said if he had won in the lottery late lottery i that wouldn't have bothered me it, it, yeah because at that point you're just taking the talent and and you know what he can can bring to you you know he could do some stuff defensively. Obviously, he's a he's a athletic freak. He's chiseled and he, he has the, he looks the part. But it, okay. the game just doesn't isn't there yet for me to take you top five. You know, so yeah. so that was a little bit of a shock. But you know, especially with this draft, 
you know, I expected something like that to happen. Uh, I just didn't expect it to happen that early. But, you know, okay. Chicago needed a wing. I, I thought they would... I thought if they didn't take uh, Killian, I thought it would be definitely Denny Avia. I thought that would definitely be someone they would target. Or or, or uh, Devin Vassell, you know. But, you know, they saw something in Patrick Williams and they think that he brings what they need and they see something that, you know, the potential. Because you don't take someone that high if you don't think they have good, you know, their potential. No, they have absolutely. potential to be something. So, you know, I hope I'm wrong. I hope he's a great player. But I, it just for me personally, it was just a little too high. Yeah, it seemed like a reach. When I, again, I was just, I was just putting your board side by side with the actual draft. And there was a couple other boards that I looked at beforehand, but um, your board, I, and honestly, I'm not gonna lie to you, bro. I used your board, you know how they had the, the pick them things with the, the, the first 10 picks of the draft or whatever. I used your board for that yeah. and I almost came up, but it, it was awful, just a couple couple of slides. But um, I, I like, it, when I look at your board, is it a coincidence that you had James Wiseman going to the Knicks, or was that like a little bit of wishful thinking? Well, when I did the board, it doesn't—it's not—it's not really pertaining to where they're gonna land. It's just a preference. I was like, who I kind of like, you know. It, oh, okay. So yeah, it's not really, you know, slotted. It wasn't on like a mock draft where I have guys. Yeah, slotted. yeah, yeah. This is just a. Oh, was, okay, okay. My okay. my big board was is more towards a, you know what guys I like personally, you know. So, but gotcha. obviously my board is they're going to be different from you know NBA GMs boards. And oh all yeah, that. So yeah, Everyone yeah, has yeah, different yeah. evaluations. Everyone, True. everyone True. has different feels of guys. You know, everyone sees the game different. You know, so you know they see the game different than I. I know people who like, you know, who who, who didn't like Killian. And people who loved Killian like I did, you know, those guys that don't like top Obi Toppin, that have him in the twenties, thirties. And so, so when I saw your, when I saw Killian and Obi, first off, Obi, in my opinion, and we're gonna get to that next, I promise. Um, he looked like the most NBA ready, and the fact that he got picked from his hometown team, that right there just seemed like a match made in heaven. Um, so who, t tell me, who, who do you think, in your opinion, won the draft? Who won draft night? Who won draft night? Um, draft and let me, let me just lay out a criteria for you. Yeah. I mean, give me they picked, they picked, uh, they picked somebody that's going to make their organization better. Not somebody that just, you know what I mean? Like they didn't just pick, like, I don't, I, I get Maybe Charlotte got a, a hot name, but is Lamelo gonna make their organization better? Are they gonna be, you know what I mean, in the playoffs in a couple of years? Like, is there? Are they gonna be a? Who made the pick to better their team? Like, like truly better their team? I mean, I do like Washington taking Denny Avia at nine. I thought they got a real steal in there. Um, I thought they okay. I thought that was really the fact that he dropped all the way to nine. Mm -hmm. um, you know, obviously. Washington's going through a little bit of a phase. They don't, you know, they're trying to figure out what their identity. You know, John Wall coming back. We don't know what he's going to look like. You know, obviously they got Brad Beal. He's, he's a he's a stud, and uh, you know, Rui Hachimura, you know, um, is an emerging big. 
So I think adding Danny to that definitely makes the team better, especially if everyone's, you know, if John Wall's healthy, I think this team could possibly, you know, possibly be a playoff team. Uh, so I, I think that was, uh, you know, that definitely helped. The uh, definitely helped, uh, you know, uh, Washington. Washington for sure. Um, okay. I did like Charlotte's draft. I think Charlotte did well. Obviously, taking Lamelo and all okay. that. I, I think they uh, they definitely had a good draft. Um, they had a couple good acquisitions too, and the, the whole free agency thing going on. Yeah, yeah. They, I mean, you know, obviously, you know, <laughs> you know, they they added Gordon Haywood, and you could you can you can say whether you know that was a good move or not, but. It does make their team better, you know. Um, you know, they're not. They 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 have all the salary cap in the world the next two years, but no one's going to Charlotte. So I, I kind of get why they 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 pursued Gordon Haywood and doing that. So you know, their team is going to get better from you know adding Lamelo and and uh, and then adding uh, Gordon Haywood. So you know, they they did get better in the draft and all that for sure. Bad, 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 bad. So, I have this two-part question for you. Yes, sir. I talk to every Knicks fan that I know, <laughs> and they all love the OB pick. Yeah. For real, that I, I got, I got a buddy, I got cousins in Cali, I got buddies in North Carolina, dudes that I grew up with, this that are diehard Knicks fans, and they love this OB pick. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the OB pick and, and the moves that they've made lately in general? Is this Knicks team moving in a different direction than the last few years from the Knicks team? I definitely, uh, I definitely like the Obi pick. Of course, um, he's definitely someone that I had my eye on for a while. Um, did I? Would I rather them get a, uh, you know, go after a point guard? Yeah, I, I, I think a point guard would have been, you know, a better fit. But you know. I don't know if if they had their eyes set on whether it was Lamelo or was it whether it was oh it was Killian and you know those guys obviously went before their pick at eight and they just said you know let's just go with the best player available and that was that was their guy Obi Toppin that was someone that you know I heard they were trying to trade up for and mm-hmm. you no know, they got their guy without having to trade up for so you know he just happened to land. <laughs> happened to land right you know right where they are and so they took the best player available and you know in the nba i think you have to take the best player available and they took that they took their guy now they still have you know they they, they took uh uh quickly too at 25 you know from kentucky guy you could shoot oh okay. and, and, yeah, and it's a bit of a, of a combo guard now he's not a traditional point guard but uh, he can handle a little bit, you know. I think he could show that he could handle the rock a little bit more, because uh, he, he wasn't able to do that a lot in Kentucky, you know, especially with you know Maxi and Ashton Hagens there last year. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't able to do a lot of that stuff. But um, I think he, he can he could play a little bit of a you know a little bit of a point. You know, I don't think he's a true lead guard, but I think he could definitely handle the rock. You know, you can never have enough ball handlers on the team. So, uh, sure. you know, uh, so I think that the, the Knicks did well in this draft. Um, like I said, Obi to me was was a home run pick. You know, uh, I, I was not mad at that at all. I know some some fans weren't happy with it because you know really? for whatever reason they're they're not uh, big uh, they're not big on uh, on topping. They worry about his defense, his age, all that nonsense. But. Uh, you know, to me, Get OB, to me, it, it, I think it, that pick was nice. Yeah, I, I agree. I, already, I, 
I just I I like to then before the night before that you had your live mock draft with your buddies from the Off the Ball Network. Um, I was just watching highlights of the top ten and um, people like Killian Hayes and Obi Toppin were like knocking my socks off when I was watching them. Mm-hmm. To be honest, and, and like everybody else, they had good. Like even James Wiseman, he had good highlights, but. He's like what seven something, seven feet tall. So like, when you're that big, I mean, you don't, you're not gonna have a bunch of crazy highlights. He wasn't doing nothing crazy. He, you can't teach height, is what they say. So, you, 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 you figure you, you know why they drafted him. But when you, you got to Toppin and Hayes and mm-hmm. uh, even, even, even people like um, Jay, I mean not James Wiseman, Anthony Edwards. Yeah. They, they have some really nice. Um, Oh, and Tyrese too. Tyrese Halliburton has go. some really nice highlights, bro. I was like, oh man, these guys are gonna be nasty in the NBA. But um, I saw your trade grades, bro, and I'm not gonna lie, very, very, very insightful, but a little bit confusing. I think it's because it's it's graded um by it's like graded every move as opposed to like grading a team mm-hmm. as a whole. So I gotta ask you, in all, like. Who won the offseason? I know it's not finished yet, but like people to like winners to me that come to mind are the Lakers, the Suns, and the Hawks. But who do you think won the offseason with this offseason moves? Like who who is going into next season really contending? Uh well yeah, that was my guy Steven who did uh like all that stuff on, on the website. Uh, mm-hmm. So uh, he he's he's uh, a yeah, he did a great he, job. he did a good did job, a great of, job. Of, uh, of doing all that and you know accumulating all that information and all that and getting all up to there and, and coming up with it all that. It was such a long article. I'm not even gonna lie. It was it was it seemed like it was like and I know it was only on a cell phone, but it seemed like it was like four or five pages. He literally literally graded every single move, which was dope in in and of itself because like you actually see not not just like. Like um, he gave an in-depth uh, yeah, very detailed. Uh, analysis about why they needed this person, why he graded it this way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Which was dope because obviously, you know what I mean. Each 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 acquisition is different in and of itself, and, and it should be graded different. To, but to me, I was just like, damn, I want to know what team won. But um, yeah. well, by what I was reading, I, I saw the Lakers, Phoenix, and that Atlanta Hawks. They got the most most uh, B plus letter grades. Yeah, I, I personally think Atlanta definitely uh, definitely won. Uh, they're definitely one of the top winners of the all season. I think they they drastically improved. I think they went from a team that you know was gonna maybe contend for a, a you know at least a play in game spot. Mm-hmm. So I think they're locked into a, a playoff spot, a top seven team. I think uh, wow. they 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 already had a, a core that I liked before this offseason, before the draft. Yeah, and they come out of the draft or you know drafting, uh, you know uh, drafting really well, oh, drafting yeah, Oyeko yeah. Kangu. You know yeah. they, they took the, the you know he's going to do a lot of things, help their defense so much. That was definitely a struggle they had. Like he's gonna help the defense so much, and that gives him. Uh, if if uh, if John Collins isn't resigned, and you know that gives that allows him to to possibly package John Collins with with uh, with a bunch of the young guys, and, and possibly make a big deal 
to, to take this team to the next level. But uh, but mm-hmm. if we're just going as is right now, I mean, they added Bogdan Bonovic, who was uh, who was one of the best, you know, one of the best uh, scorers and, and, and big time shooters. You know, he makes tough shots, clutch shots. So, you know, getting him away from uh, you know, Milwaukee where he's originally going to go and then, you know, getting him, signing into the offer sheet from Sacramento was huge. Adding Danilo Gallinari, you know, Chris Dunn, Rajon Rondo, you know, they added, Hell, they added good vets. They added a squad. Yeah, they added, they, to me, they, they hit on, they hit on, you know, they got some guys who can come in and play tough defense and that can help Trey Young because, you know, we know Trey doesn't play much defense. So no, um, they put all. guys around him. him they 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 uh, they allow him. They put guys around him to uh, to to help him that with defense and all that. You know, Chris Dunn's gonna come be good coming off the bench. Also, Rajon, you know, and then you know they add another shooter like Bogdan and Gallo. That I mean to go along with John Collins and, and Puerto and Cam Reddish and. You know, Gallinati. Yeah, Gallo is gonna be gonna be good for them. They have Capello already. You know, so, so. Oh man, that hurt my heart when they got rid of Capello. Yeah, they got they got a squad. Uh, I you know they got a squad. It, it's still gonna come down to if Lloyd Pierce is uh can find a way to just to just get this team going, and we'll see if he's really that mm-hmm. guy. You know, he's he, you know he's been you know on the hot seat. You know, for sure. so he's gonna have the opportunity to coach. A, you know. A, a very talented team that has a, a, a potential superstar in Trey Young and a bunch of really good pieces around him. So he has every opportunity to be, you know, to uh, to uh, to have finally have a roster that can be a, a playoff team. So uh, if all if health, if they keep their health and, and they're good, I think this is definitely a playoff team because you know. Um, no, this team's this team team's pretty good. On on their starting five is going to be good, and they got some some guys coming off the bench that are going to be good. So, um, and, and with the potential of guys like Cam Reddish, you know, popping, you know, if he pops, you know, that that's another that's another potential you know lethal weapon they have. So, you know, the Hawks are in good yeah. shape. Where if they stay status yeah. quo, I think they're a good team. But not, but they also put this on in Dell. They, my bad. <laughs> Speaking too fast. <laughs> they also put themselves in position. There you go. That's what I want to say. To uh, to acquire, yeah. you know, a big piece. You know, if if they feel like that's the route they can go. So you know, the Hawks are sitting. They're sitting pretty good right now. They are sitting pretty good. And you said they acquire a big piece. What else could they possibly acquire or need on this team? I think I could definitely see them making a big, big, big like getting another star. You know, uh, down the line, you know, they have the assets. They can't keep everyone. You know, John Collins is is up for an extension. You know, I think that's kind of why they drafted on Yeka to have that security in case you know he's he's not there. So I think they just put themselves in position to, you know, uh, to possibly make a big move. So you know, Trey Young. You know they got they got to capitalize of Trey Young and doing his thing and you know, so uh, I think uh, I think something's brewing there. I, uh, you know there's something brewing in there. Too. You know uh, their GM is from like, is Golden is from Golden State, so you know oh, yeah, for real. he's from Golden State has that Golden State mentality. So I, I wouldn't be wow. surprised that's, that's if big. they do something big, kind of like how Golden State did. You know they made a huge move. So yes. you know I think it's something I think something's brewing there. 
Wow, I would and listen. I am all for it. Like, I Atlanta is one of them teams that, especially since they drafted Trey Young, has just steadily been getting better and better and better every year. So, um, they're gonna be exciting to watch. But um, the preseason starts in less than ten days. The actual season starts in about ten days after that. And um, I think it's safe to say we're all watching to see if, or last year. It was safe to say that if we, we were watching to see if Kawhi would be able to do it again with another team. And this season, it's probably safe to say that we're watching to see if the Lakers can repeat. You feel me? But what are you and your great team over there at the Off the Ball Network watching this uh, season for? Like, what are y'all paying close attention to? Uh, I think the number one thing is is Giannis extension. Watch. <laughs> I think mm. I think that's the number one thing. Uh, is he going to sign the extension this month? <laughs> so, okay, so he has to he has until this month to sign it, or he's. Uh, I believe or... he has till I think the twenty first to to sign extension. Okay. You know because, um, you could sign an extension, you know, a year out for uh, um, not a year out, but yeah, but he's going he to play. He, he he's eligible. Year out, he's he... eligible for a super max. Um, because he, he, um, he obviously, he's he's won MVP. He's been, he's been there yeah. for, uh, I think, what, his eighth year it'll be there. And uh, he's obviously mm-hmm. won MVPs and all that. So he's eligible for that Supermax. So I think it's around 200, I think it's 230, $20 million, around that 220, 230 range. And it's, I, I think it's, like, eight, what, four years? It's a, I think it's five years. And, if okay. he doesn't sign that, he he can sign somewhere else. But he's gonna be he's gonna be leaving a lot of money on the table. He's, I think it's around eighty eighty million dollars or so. So true. It's it's a big thing to ask someone to leave eighty million dollars on the table. Um, but if he doesn't feel like this this uh, organization is uh, taking the right ways to to get better and give you know help him win a championship because at this point nothing else matters he's won mvps he's been defensive player of the year multiple time all-star all nba first team nothing else matters if he doesn't win a championship nobody cared that he won mvp last year you know he didn't he wasn't as loved as he was the previous year you know a lot of people gave him the excuses the previous year and said you know it's his first time on the truly on the stage but now he knows how it feels to be LeBron James and Kevin Durant where you're a superstar and you're an MVP but you don't have what everyone wants you to have and, and thinks you should have and it's a championship so um and then top of that, your brother getting a ring before you did that that's gotta it's gotta eat at him a little I, bit I don't, I don't think he's that type of person where he he's that's gonna bother him that his brother went chip you know, I think he he's very family oriented, so I'm sure he's he's uh-huh. really happy that his brother won a championship. But it's not like his brother did anything. <laughs> Let's just his brother <laughs> had no had no say, say. had no reason you know you know had no effect whether you know the Lakers you know a championship or not. So you know yeah, it may. Gotcha look cool that he's guy's gonna get a ring but let we all know mm-hmm. that uh he had nothing to do with why the lakers are world champions you know so uh i don't think Giannis is, is bothered I'm, I'm shocked that they i'm shocked that they brought him back yeah well he he's, like a yeah he signed a two-way deal i believe it was a two-way deal so you know he'll spend yeah. time in the with the lakers and in the, with their uh affiliate i don't know who their affiliate is but 
the G League affiliate. So he'll spend time on, you know, down and up. But he still needs a lot of work to do. I mean, he he has some potential. But um, mm. you know, uh, so it made sense to bring him back to to develop him and see what he can do next year. Maybe uh, maybe he'll uh, he'll be something next year as he you know he got the experience of this year playing with LeBron and AD. I'm sure he got a lot of good practice, good a lot of good practice time with those guys. So uh, it, it's probably mm-hmm. was worth you know giving him a, a shot next year and seeing if he can uh, you know grow and develop. Well, man, my Rockets aren't looking so good. So I'll be watching. Um, I'll be watching a lot of other teams and their moves, especially Phoenix, especially Atlanta. Those are teams that are going to be like, in my opinion, just um, entertaining. I don't think. Um, I think the Rockets have are, are coming from the sky, and the, the pizzas are just falling out of the sky. And um, I, I don't. I don't see them. Yeah, I just see a lot of stuff happening, and them going to this stage of mediocrity but um the west is tough and not enough people are talking about golden state now no clay no kd hell no d this team is this team a contender like can they like play the traditional golden state brand of basketball that changed the league or like do they have to revert back to some traditional stuff because the their number two pick yeah i mean losing clay that, that that's a bummer um i I think they, I think they still possibly like a six, seven, eight seed team, but um, mm-hmm. without Clay, it's going to be tough. I mean, he does so much, you know, moving off the ball and, and the defense he provides. That's that's a big loss. They don't have anyone like that. They, you can't replace Clay Thompson. So, um, you know, drafting James Wiseman was, uh, you know, uh, they needed a big who could move like that and. You know, he's definitely going to, I think he's going to fit well with them with what they do and, and, and moving up and down the court because that's kind of his game too. But lo- losing Steph okay. is tough. That, I mean, uh, losing Clay is tough. So, uh, you know, I think Steph comes in and he's going to have a, a big season. I think he can, he can, he's going to come back to being Steph because he's just that good. And I think he really needed a year off, you know, uh, to, to get his body right back and, you know, they, they they went through grind. They went through battles you know, for five years, <laughs> you know, going to the finals every True. year. You know, that's four seven-game series every every year, and you're getting the best of the West, and then you're going against LeBron and company, you know, every finals, you know, for yeah. the most part. And then Toronto last year, you didn't go against Kawhi. But you went against Kawhi and LeBron, you know, five straight years. That That's, 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 that's tough. That's a mental, you know, mentally, they, they needed that time off. So that's why... You know, losing Clay is going to be tough. But, um, you know, we don't know what Draymond's going to look like. Draymond didn't really look good last year at all. You know, he, he kind of... Uh, I mean, he did look better than the year yeah. before. He, he, he just he, was, was... I think... Uh, but. Uh, he's... I don't know if he's going to be that same dude. Uh, he, he could be someone... His, his, his style is a style that you see breaking down and easily so. And... So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, Golden State's on the phone and, and they're talking to teams, you know, trying to do because they, you know, Steph could still is still playing at a high level and they gotta maximize that. And mm-hmm. no defense, no no offense to, to Draymond, you know, he he plays good in his role, but you know he's not a number two or a number three, you know, he's not that mm-hmm. dude, you know, so. 
he's he's good when you got a double clay yeah. and double step. It's, it's not time. diminishing yeah, his role. I, I like it's it. not diminishing what he can do defensively and you know, but his defense isn't the same. And if your defense isn't the same, he's not a, he's not an offensive threat at all. I mean, he's a solid playmaker, Mm-mm. you know. Um, but you know, he benefit a lot from the system and, and all that. Um, I don't think he's the same player. Exactly. So if people are expecting defensive player of the year, Draymond, I don't think that dude's there. Um, mm-hmm. I think he still I think he could be a mm-hmm. solid NBA player, but uh, I don't see all NBA defense. Draymond again, um, but um, I, I mm-hmm. definitely think Clay. I mean, uh, Steph is gonna be. He's gonna play at an All NBA level. I wouldn't be surprised if he's a he's averaging thirty a game. You know. Uh, no, I wouldn't be surprised either. I really, honestly thought that they were gonna make a move for James Harden with that second pick in the draft. When that didn't happen, um, I was kind of excited. But when I kept, I keep hearing all these reports about they're just ready to go. They don't even like. I'm not. I'm not really concerned with Westbrook. I didn't. I didn't. I wasn't too high when he came to Houston in the first place. But when they say they're not, they're not taking any phone calls. They're not messing with the organization. They're just done. That to me is a sign that regardless of what, something's gonna. Some somebody's gonna be moved because it it just has to happen. So um, I hear talks of Golden State, and um, I heard the Nets said. I mean, I heard that they didn't wasn't gonna give up anything unless they gave up KD or, or um, Kyrie for Harden. So, I mean, I don't know. There's a bunch of rumors circulating around and a bunch of stuff jumping, but I don't know. I just, I'm just I'm just ready for this season to start to see what goes down. Yeah, man, I can't wait. I can't wait. My, <laughs> I can't wait. But um, the Brooklyn Nets, Golden State, Atlanta Hawks, Phoenix Suns, Lakers, Mavericks, Raptors, Celtics, um, I think those are the teams that are probably going to stay in the hunt all season. I mean, you could probably throw some more on top of there. But um, what teams, aside from my Rockets, obviously, what teams do you see taking a step back? Like, um, who do you see falling off that playoff list from last year? Or at least not even contending this year, you feel me? Like, who do you, who do you feel like is going to take a step back? Oh, who's going to take a step back? I mean... In the West, there's a lot. I mean, the West is going to be a dogfight. So, I mean, it, is. it wouldn't shock it me is. if, like, Dallas doesn't make the playoffs. Like, I know that sounds crazy. Really? I know that sounds crazy. But, you know, if Porzingis isn't healthy, if Porzingis isn't healthy. But that, that's not good, too. What's that with Porzingis? He he plays, like, a quarter of the season, and then he's, he's injured. I don't understand. That's the thing is. It's his health is the big concern because Luca can't do it by himself, and you know um, no. he needs Porzingis. If Porzingis is healthy, they're obviously a playoff team. But but I mean, last year they were a seven seed last year, and you know when you have mm-hmm. you know you got teams like Phoenix that's going to be better, Memphis wants going to be better, Portland's going to be better, you know the Pelicans are going to be better, Minnesota's going to be better, Golden State's going to be better. I mean, <laughs> that's a lot of teams, you know. San Antonio is always going to be in it. I mean, this, I mean, even Sacramento, if, if Marvin Bagley is healthy, you know, they just mm-hmm. paid De'Aaron Fox the bag. You know, he's a good player. You know, Buddy Heald's still there. You know, um, the West is going to be a dogfight. Like, it, it wouldn't surprise me if Dallas doesn't make the playoffs. If, if Utah doesn't make the playoffs, you know, obviously Oklahoma City is probably the worst team. 
in the West because they lost they lost a lot of guys. But you know they got Shea Gilders Alexander, yeah. who's you know to me you know a break he's gonna have a breakout season and he's gonna be an All Star next year in my opinion. So I mean it's gonna be tough if Porzingis isn't healthy. I, I could definitely see Dallas missing the playoffs because the West is just too stacked and you have to. You got to bring your A game. Wow, I was not expecting you gotta, that. Aaron, I, I, Aaron you got to really, bring your A game in the West. You got to bring your A game in the West. No, no, that's true. That's true, bro. I was looking at the, I was looking at the, uh, the playoff slots, and I was like, I know there's going to be about three slots that just isn't usually uh, that's not going to be there for people. And I knew that the Rockets were going to take a step back in OKC, but I would have never See, thought that. See, the, the thing with the Rockets, they still have Harden and they still got Westbrook right now, right? So I can't mm. take them out of the playoffs because James Harden's too good and Westbrook, whether you like his game or not, and I'm not the biggest Westbrook fan, he's still Russell Westbrook and mm. he's this, that's that's 60 points almost with those two guys and, and no, so... Even if you have whoever else around them, that's still a good. That's still a. That's still a playoff team. Even if it's a seven-eight seed. No. Uh, so, you, the only team you could possibly take out for sure is Oklahoma City. So, all right. So you got seven slots. Dallas was the seventh seed last year. Mm-hmm. You know. So, and then like I said, you got the Suns and Pelicans and Timberwolves and Golden State. Right. Everyone thinks Golden State, even with without Clay, that they're. They could be a playoff team, so that you bump them up to a playoff spot. Yeah, you Phoenix it. made a lot of good moves. They added yeah, Chris exactly. Paul, a lot of things. So you bump them up. So that means, you know, that means a possible uh, playing game for, for Dallas. You know, Port. Portland so was already said they're definitely going to have playing games. So that's going to be the live part of the NBA coming. Like that's a that's a dope addition to the season. You know what I mean? The whole playoff atmosphere or the play-in atmosphere. So um, they already said that, but listen, man, I'm gonna hold you to it, man, because that's crazy. But I'll end it all on this note. What are your expectations for your New York Knicks? They've stuck to their word with the salary cap, not adding anything, and they're showing that they're um, gonna be very conservative. I personally and love the Obi pick. I think he's a top five prospect, and um, that has he has the build that's just ready to start in the mm-hmm. NBA. You feel me? And obviously his game translates pretty well too, or, or excellent. But um, you be an expert. Tell me where do you see them coming or going in this next year, or like what do you see them coming into the year for the season? Are you thinking playoffs? Are you thinking a decent team? Are they still going to be a lottery team coming out of here? Like where do you see them? Where do you see the trajectory trajectory for the, um, the Knicks? I just you know I I like what they're doing. You know there wasn't really any moves that would have excited me even if they had gone off to Fred Van Lee or whoever. There just wasn't a lot of moves I thought would have moved the needle or even just made them a better basketball team, you know, uh, as far as taking that next step. And, you know, uh, I know people get tired of, you know, know, the Knicks selling safe cap. What were they saving cap for? Blah, blah, blah. I get it. I truly do get it. But it's a smart thing to do. You know, you, 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 you but doesn't that excite you though? Because you're so used to them saying, "Ah, fudge it, let's just get somebody in here yeah, for name." Um, that's that's what I like. Doesn't that excite? I, and I keep trying to tell people like, there's some Nick fans that love this type of this this conservative play that they're doing, and there's others that's like, "Man, I wish they would get this person." I'm like, listen, bro, they're they're trusting the process. They're about to bring in 
some 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 good players off the draft and they're gonna they're gonna figure this thing out and i like that they're not just jumping at the first thing that 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 or, or biting at the first thing in the water you feel me like i think this is a new look team I, and i'm i'm really excited for you next year yeah, for real uh, i i like uh i like uh what they've done so um you know it's not sexy but you know a lot of a lot of in order to get back to where they want to be and, and be respected, you know, you got to do a lot of unsexy things and, you know, not change mm-hmm. nothing. Just because you uh, you sign guys, like, you know, long-term and all that, doesn't mean you're going to get better. They've shown that going this route and chasing after guys just to chase them hasn't worked. So you got to take the long-term approach. You got to draft well. You got to be able to develop your, your players well, because uh, we've seen teams who, who don't even have high picks, you know, develop their players and and, and make them into all stars and good players and have a good supporting cast around if they do have a star. So True. if the Knicks can do all that and just True. present themselves into next offseason and just show that they're a competent organization, that they're moving in the right direction. R.J. Barrett's better. Mitchell Robinson's better. Kevin Knox is better. Toppin was, is, is, uh, got better, you know, as the season went on. Quickly's a good player. And they just show that they're, that they're a competent franchise and, and they're moving in the right direction. That's how you got to pitch next offseason. You know, you got to, it's the way you got to go. You know, this wasn't an offseason to blow money at where next offseason, you could hit a home run, you know. I know it's a, it's it's. it's I know it's, it's it's tiresome, and listen, I know. <laughs> trust me, I'm tired of losing. But hey, at this point, like we were gonna lose whoever, even if they signed Fred VanVleet, whoever, they still weren't gonna be a good basketball team. So, might as well just save that money, you know. Sign a bunch of guys a one year deal, you know. Make sure the young guys get better, which I think they will, because I like the staff a lot. And go to next year with a better approach and you have a better, you know, you could pitch to free agents and and have a better approach than you did last year. Last year, your pitch was, hey, we got a lot of money and we're the Knicks and we're in New York. And that pitch doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so you have to, you have to really yeah. change that whole mindset that, hey, we're in New York. That's the pitch. No, that don't that don't mean nothing to, to these guys anymore. They care about winning. Winning helps their image. Winning helps their brand. And you know, they they can make whatever money that you think you know, no matter what, because they're winning and people and brands, other brands out, you know, you know, sponsors and all that that they like to work with like winning. So that's what they care about. True. So True. that's the reason why KD and. Kyrie went to, to to Brooklyn. They they felt like they could win there and have a better chance of winning because of the team and, and what they built. So if the Knicks have to just go like that, like steal that blueprint from Brooklyn, you know, develop your guys, develop guys, young players, and, and take them to that next step. And then that's that's the presentation. You present that to the free agents. If they say no, they say no. And you, that long as long as you go, as long as their approach is like all right. We're we're better. We we fought. We won. You know, we we were in every game. We 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 went out every night, and we gave ourselves the best chance to win basketball games. And that that's all you can do. Exactly. And you see what happens next year, and you just never know. Did anyone think Brooklyn was going to get Kevin Durant and, and Kyrie going into going into last season? No, 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 no one. 
No, if they're lying, they played very well. They would be lying if they said, "Yeah, I, I thought I saw that coming." No, because Brooklyn didn't even start the season off good. They started off horrible. But guess what? D'Angelo Russell got better. Spencer Dinwiddie got better. Lavert came back from his that bad leg injury. He played better. Joe Harris got better. Mm-hmm. Jared Allen got better. You know, and boom, they got better. They made the playoffs. They were eight seed. And boom, they, the culture was there. That you know, they got. It's in New York City. It's not. The, it's not not hard in New York City, but it's still playing in New York. So that's that's the way the Knicks got to approach it. They got to still, you know, they got to still that approach, and they can't worry about what Brooklyn does too, because you, you can't focus on that. You know. You, you well, yeah. Nah, well, they're on the right track, man. They definitely are on the right track, and I um, I'm looking forward to their evolution too, because. Uh, they was ready to run homie out out of uh out of the square. Um so yeah man, that's all I got for you, man. Thank you very much for being up here, Chris, man. This is Chris from Off the Ball Network, the big guy upstairs, I call him. Um, thank you again, man, for being on and I appreciate you always, always, always and keep it up. And I'm gonna keep it up over on this end. Thank you, man. Thank you again. Y- y'all just listening to me, A.A. Ron, and J.M.O. Hey, this is your boy, Aaron. Thank you for listening to J.M.O. Just my opinion. If you like or love the show, please uh, subscribe or rate it, whether you listen to it on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify, or any other outlet that you listen to your podcast on. Also, If you want to keep up with content, whether it be funny sports memes or uh, breaking news or even just who we're going to have on the next show, follow us either on Twitter or on IG with the same handle as JMO underscore sports underscore CT or on Facebook at JMO sports CT. Again, if you like, love, uh, I'd love to hear your opinion is jmo but i love to hear yours as well hit us up on any one of those social media outlets and um tell us how we can make the show better and uh again thanks for listening this is your boy aaron and i'm out